0: Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I want to talk to you in this podcast about speaking, writing, and reading. Really, I want to talk to you about the power of words. One of the things that deeply concerns me that's happening today uh, is that researchers and uh, doctors are beginning to figure out that the way that we read and gain information in our age is actually changing the chemistry and the way our brains function, actually changing the biochemical processes in our brains. And this is of concern to me because uh, many of you, of course, you know, you pay attention to this podcast in part because I talk about writing and reading and how to how to build sort of the arsenal of words and use words more effectively and in whatever craft or art you're called to. And, and, and many of you uh, are realizing already that you're fighting uh, this bit and piece kind of approach to the information that we get. And, and maybe now you're starting to realize, as I am, that what you're fighting is the fact that your brain is actually adapting uh, to the new way we get information. So let me explain this a little bit uh, and then let me talk about some examples from history and then talk about some things we can do to remedy this. Uh, apparently, our brains are very malleable organs and they will wrap themselves. Now, I mean, they will change, our brains will, to, to what, however we're receiving information. And for most of us, we spend time scanning. We spend time looking over information. We hop, skip, and jump through an article. we 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 scan uh, you know some something that somebody sends us or we pass our eyes over the news on Yahoo or or what have you and we don't usually in the course of a day read an entire article uh, or at least not an article that's got any depth to it so our minds are used to skimming like rocks over the water uh, rather than going in depth rather than reading uh, chains of thought that are perhaps chained together in paragraphs we're We're pulling out a sentence here, we're looking at a highlight there, we're reading a summary there, and all that would be fine. I mean, thank God for the information flow that most of us have into our lives. However, what it apparently does is set itself in tension with the other way our brains are meant to work, that we want them to work, uh, the, the way they work when they read an entire novel, or an entire poem, uh, or a lengthy academic article, or an essay on a topic that's 100 pages long. And you have to keep the argument, keep the philosophy in your brain, uh, carry it forward, keep in mind a number of points that have been made so you understand the 42nd point that's being made. So that's the second uh, way our brains work is the more traditional way. You know, we we, we read, we write, and then we speak out of that way that we read and write. We speak from the store of words and from the, the pacing and even the crafting of sentences that we have uh, been been ingesting in our reading and, and in our cultural lives. But but now we've got this other thing that's set intention, this other way of gaining information that's set intention uh, uh, against that more literary, more full thought-oriented way of functioning. The, the problem is, that many of you want to write. You want to write books, you want to write uh, scripts, you want to write things that are uh, at length, you want to be intelligent people, well read people, you want to understand cultural problems uh, as more than just a headline. And what this means is that you're, we're going to have to push back, in a sense, uh, against the conditioning of our brains by the way that we gain information. By the way, a great book. Uh, on this particular topic. And I'll just mention the title because the author's name is rather complex, but it's just simply called the shallows, just like shallow water, the shallows. And he goes into great length about how the biochemical makeup of our brains is actually adapting to the way that we gain information. Now, we're never going to move away from how this newer way of getting information. I'm still going to read, uh, get my news on the internet more than anywhere else. I read lots of articles. I've talked before about uh, apps like Zeit and InstaPaper that I use at great length to digest information. And given how much I need to digest, no apology for the fact that I'm skimming and scanning all the time. But what I now want to be more uh, deliberate about. Um, is is this reading and specifically writing as it feeds my speaking. Some of you have listened to television interviews or watched Jay Leno go walk about, and you cannot believe how stupid people can sound. I, know, I mean, I know that sounds insulting, but you cannot believe how thin people can sound. Um, and and, and the, real, the reason they sound so thin intellectually uh, is that they've not been reading. They're just spitting back bits and pieces that they've picked up from media. Uh, many, many people do this, psychologists and linguistics uh, experts. Are, are paying attention to this, that the wrong use of words, the misapplication of meaning, uh, all of this is because people are just hearing the, the, the words they use in the quickest little way without them being necessarily in context or or used correctly originally. If you're going to write, if you're going to develop the intelligence that you have, if you're going to be a fluid speaker, and, and the, those three things are something that almost all of you want, you, you'll have to uh, give yourself to a vocabulary. Give yourself to the mastery of thought. Uh, invest yourself in words and reading beyond just a cultural use level. It means you're going to have to read some old school stuff. It means you're going to have to uh, pay attention maybe to some of the literature that was recommended in school um, and that maybe you missed. Uh, I tweet a lot of reading lists for men and for writers and so on. You can go on to at Mansfield Um, And you'll be able to find a lot of those things. Lots of other people do it and they do it better than I do. So there's lots of that out there. But what it does, what that investment in reading and in the power of words does, um, is it gives you a tank from which you are drawing. It gives you uh, an imagination wrapped around words that you can then use and summon as you need to. And the great archetype of this, I believe, in American history certainly is Abraham Lincoln. Uh, Abraham Lincoln almost certainly did not have in his entire life one year of schooling put together. Um, he read. He read voraciously. He read the King James Bible. He read Shakespeare. He read Fox's Book of Martyrs. Um, He read some of the great classics of his time. Um, He just read. He loved poetry. He read Robert Burns as often as he could. And some of the most beautiful phrases in our language came from his pen. He wrote all of his own political speeches And I just want to give you an example of what I think is one of the most beautiful closings of any speech, anywhere, anytime, and it's Lincoln's first inaugural address. Uh, He's appealing to the South. Now, listen to the language. It's not something I'm trying to teach history here. I'm trying to say, listen to how this man, born on a dirt floor cabin, who had no education but just the books that he read under trees, listen to what it gave him in terms of language. Bear in mind, by the way, his parents were illiterate, and so was his sister, he says at the end of his speech i am loath to close we are not enemies but friends we must be friends though passion may have strained it must not break our bonds of affection the mystic cords of memory stretching from every battlefield and patriot grave to every living heart and hearthstone all over this land will yet swell the chorus of the union when again touched as they surely will be by the better angels of our nature now that's just one paragraph, but that is magnificent. It's one of the great closings, one of the great some of the great sentences in the English language. now, if you had heard Lincoln speak just talking at a at a tavern, you would have thought him a bit hackneyed, a bit old school, a bit country, a bit you know a bit countrified um but he had read his mind had command of these words. he didn't speak this way on the streets, but he had this kind of command. I'm not trying to make you some kind of walking dictionary. I want you to be able to be cool, use the language of your friends and your tribe and your culture and so on. That's fine. But if you're going to write, if you're going to write scripts, if you're if you're going to have thought that's multi-layered, if you're going to push your capacity, intellectual capacity to its edge, you're going to have to invest beyond just listening watching and skimming. That's developing your brain in a certain way and what we want are great intellects and people who have a command of language broadly and more importantly perhaps than any of that uh, people who are able to chain thought and reason together in such a way that they understand their art, their times uh, and the literature that shapes our times. So invest yourself in reading, get some of these book lists, read things that are not of your time, read things that are translated out of other languages so that the pacing is different. You have to pay attention. You have to listen. And yes, read the thousand page novel uh, written by some Russian whose name you can hardly pronounce in 1850. Uh, that will begin to take you in the right direction. And there's marvelous poetry to be consumed, marvelous books of short essays. It's all out there. And by the way, most of it's free. But give yourself to it beyond just what we're consuming on a daily basis. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, a frequent faith and culture commentator on CNN, Fox, and Huffington Post. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Faith of Barack Obama, The Search for God in Guinness, and Lincoln's Battle with God. You can learn more about Stephen at mansfieldgroup.com and connect with him on Facebook and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Rights. The Stephen Mansfield podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote, performed, and produced the Rockin' and Rollin' podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.